This is the Chapel Real Estate Show, episode number 15. Welcome to the Chapel Real Estate Show, your source for the latest real estate information so you can buy, sell, and invest with the best in Texas. Whether you're a first-time buyer, a current homeowner, or a seasoned investor, you've come to the right place. We're here to simplify all things real estate so you can achieve your goals of property ownership with your hosts, Daniel and Roger Chapel. Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Real Estate Show, your source for the latest real estate information so that you can learn how to buy, sell, and invest with the best. I'm your host, Daniel Chapel, and I'm here with my co-host, Roger Chapel today. And today's episode is a little bit less for the current residents of Austin and a little bit more for the people that have considered moving out here and are wondering what Austin, Texas has to offer. So um, most of our, li- our viewership and listeners are in and around the Austin area. So um, you know, hopefully you guys can get a little bit of value out of this as well, but mostly this is for those people that are looking at Austin and wondering what is the hype, why are people moving there, and should I? Um, so stay tuned and we'll get right into the episode. So Dad, how long have you been living in, in and around the Austin area and what can you tell us about your experience living here? Oh, that's funny. Uh, for this time around, I've been here a little over five years, uh, but I also went to high school in Marble Falls back in the late 70s, early 80s. Yes, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but, and that was in Marble Falls, Granite Shoals uh, area. So uh, we had a house on Lake LBJ. So I'm very familiar with Granite Shoals in that area and the, and the lake and the river, Colorado River. Uh, and something that you know folks may not know, and this is one of the things we can talk about here, uh, is the number of rivers or lakes that connect along the Colorado River. There's so many of them. So Lake many. Inks Lake, Buchanan Lake, Lake Travis, uh, Lake LBJ, Lake Marble Falls. All of these lakes are all part of the Colorado River. Yeah, Lake Austin in the middle of the city. Lake Austin. Yeah, there's so many of them. Lake Marble Falls. We can go on and on and on. But they're all part of the one the one water source, and that is the Colorado River. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I've, I've been out here for uh, coming up on, I want to say, six years now. Um, you know, lived down in the San Marcos area for a while, lived in Kyle, and then, you know, have explored all around the Austin and surrounding area. Of course, you guys live up in Georgetown. So, I mean, we've kind of seen everything from south all the way up to the north side and tried to explore everything between. So, um, hopefully, we'll be able to bring some some cool information to you guys and, uh, and you know, give you all a little bit of tips uh, as far as some of the cool things to do when you get into town, um, what entertainment the city has to offer, um, and then of course, you know, what people are most interested in, how strong is the job market, how affordable is housing, um, which is what you guys are really here for. So um, let's go ahead and dive into the Chapel Chunk for the day. Dad, what is today's Chapel Chunk? So for those of you that are moving into the Austin area, we know that you're likely seeking seeking new employment. and it's scary for you. I mean, coming into a place where you don't know anybody is always a scary uh, transition. However, with that said, when you're coming into a new area, one of the things I suggest is, uh, number one, talk to your, your new employer. Find out what there is to do around, who they should talk to, your new department, uh, things like that. Talk to some of those folks. You're going to be working with them. Uh, talk to them. Let them uh, try to give you some ideas of places to go. Uh, for those of you that are uh, religious, uh, and whatever religion that you're part of, go to the local uh, churches, the mosques, whatever it is that you go to, uh, and talk to those folks. Uh, those folks will be happy, and I'm, I'm telling you, they will bend over backwards to help you and get you into the right place. And finally, your realtor. Your realtor should know uh, a little bit more about you, 
uh, than some of the other folks. So, uh, and if they don't, then you're not working with the right realtor, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but I, I guarantee you, most of the realtors that I've talked to in this area are very familiar with Austin and will be more than happy to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for today's Chapel Chunk. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right into the episode and get to know Austin and, uh, and you know, kind of the basics of it. So um, where is Austin located? Well, Austin is in the central Texas area. Um, and Dad, can you get a little bit more specific as to geographically where Austin is and what it has to offer that other parts of Texas don't? Yeah, so uh, Texas, little, I mean, Austin is literally right smack dab in the middle of Texas. Uh, you go three hours southeast and you're in Houston, and you go three hours north and you're in, in Dallas, which is one of the reasons why your mom and I are here, of course. We have grandkids in two different places, Houston and Dallas. So for us, we're perfectly centrally located. Uh, it's the center of Texas, which uh, is lots of hill country, lots of beautiful trees out here. And of course, my sinuses are, are getting me for that today. <laughs> uh, springtime, the, the pollen will come back and get you. And I don't, hey, born and raised in Texas, still deal with this every year. So oh, not just that, the cedar gets me every December. Oh, man. The allergies are the worst. So prepare for that. Talk to your allergy doctor. But that's also something really cool about Austin is we have some of the best allergy doctors in the country here in Austin. So, um, you know, all kinds of treatment plans if that's, you know, a deal breaker for you. <clears throat> so um, what does Austin have to offer to the people that are moving here? Obviously, job market is one of the big things that are that are making people move here, uh, affordable housing, but what else does Austin have to offer? Oh, lots of great things. Number one is the location. Uh, I just mentioned it just briefly. You're in the center of Texas, so you can get just about anywhere very quickly. Uh, I mean, it's within a three-hour drive time. You can be uh, in Houston or Austin. I'm sorry, Houston, Dallas, even San Antonio is within two hours. Uh, it's actually, it's an hour and a half from Austin, two hours from where we live here in Georgetown. So, uh, I mean, all the big cities are within a very quick distance, very quick reach. Um, entertainment. There's so much entertainment in Austin, it's not even funny. And it's not just Austin, it's the surrounding area. So uh, I want our listeners to understand, we're not talking about Austin proper on everything. We're talking about Austin and the surrounding area. Absolutely. Um, so... You know, let's go ahead and talk about that. So, you know, Austin has a ton of entertainment, um, and it comes in the way of arts. It comes in the way of music. Um, you know, if you like to go out and, and party with your friends, there's a bar scene for that. There's, um, you know, the outdoor life, as we already mentioned, the lakes and the rivers. If you like to paddleboard, kayak, canoe, just sit back and float the river, um, you know, all of that stuff is available to you. So it's a very diverse place. And what's even cooler is that people love the weather here. So, you know, despite the fact that it gets incredibly hot during the summer, you know, we've got a, a pretty large stint of the year, maybe eight months out of the year where you can do outdoor activities um, like hiking and biking and swimming and, you know, like all that stuff because it's it's hot most of the year. Well, I mean, what, how many months would you say are, are unbearable to do those kinds of outdoor activities? Oh, I wouldn't say any of it's unbearable. You just have to prepare for it. Yeah. So, you know, being from Texas and having lived all over the state, uh, I can tell you, you know, you go up in the Dallas area, It's there's still a lot of outdoor activities. There's some lakes, lots of fishing up there in various lakes. Uh, there's, there's lots to do up there as well. But there are a few hills. It's not the hill country. It's There's not the same trees and the same amount of trees and things like that. There's more, some different wildlife than what we see here. So, I mean, comparing those two particular areas, 
you know, here in Central Texas, to me, is just when it comes to the outdoor life, there's just so much more uh, for me uh, personally. So, I mean, I like the parks. I love going out to the parks and, and going on the hiking and things of that nature. Uh, the rivers. Uh, haven't been on the rivers lately. Uh, it's been a while since I've done that. But uh, I know with the kayaking and the, the river boating and the river rafting and all that kind of stuff yeah. that you guys get involved in is uh, tons of fun. Uh, you know, one of the things you, we forgot to mention, how many of you listeners out there have dogs that you would love to take with you when you go out? Well, here in the Austin area, there are tons of restaurants where you can bring your dog. Uh, and your dog can sit outside and enjoy the, you know, you don't have to leave your dog at home when you go out. Yeah. So that, that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. And I mean, you know, we're dog people. We have, I mean, there's four dogs running around this house. Oh, actually two of them are right here. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're, we're dog people. So we love having that opportunity to be able to take your dogs places. I know uh, when I, you know, lived in Houston and College Station and, um, you know, those kinds of places, it was always pretty sad to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go hang out with my friends for several hours. But sorry, there's nowhere for the dogs to be able to go because they give tickets and fines and all kinds of things for having dogs where they're not supposed to be. Um, so, you know, Austin is a very dog friendly city, um, which is which is a phenomenal thing if if, you know, you're a dog person. Um, some other things that, that Austin has to offer uh, downtown has, you know, a ton of different uh, really, really great restaurants, um, fun locations to go out and, you know, enjoy a drink with your friends. Uh, there's also the domain area, which is kind of in the Northwest part of Austin. So that's another cool thing about Austin is that it kind of spreads out all of its activities. So, um, you know, downtown is going to be very centrally located. The domain is up in like the Northwest Austin area. Every other, um, not every other city, but Georgetown and Round Rock and Kyle, um, uh, bee caves they all have their own um, little downtown type area or like a, a little bit of a district where all the in entertainment is at so that's always a lot of fun too um, <clears throat> East Austin East Austin is another very up-and-coming area which um, you know when we get into housing affordability that is one of the more affordable areas to get into the Austin area um, but it also has just a, a very unique atmosphere. So the East Austin area, um, if you have an opportunity to come to the Austin area and visit, I highly recommend you go and walk East Austin. There's a ton of, um, you know, like old buildings and, uh, little boutiques and plant stores and, um, you know, there's graffiti all over the walls and just, I mean, it is literally a work of art. Every block that you walk down, you're going to see new things in the East Austin area. So, um, you know, if, if you're into that type of thing, that's a really fun thing to do in Austin as well um i gotta give a shameless plug to uh, georgetown so georgetown is 26 miles north of austin directly north of austin and uh this little town we have what uh, the former mayor used to describe as the best little square in the, in the nation and I, i've got to be honest this square uh, is 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 Texas, you know, so a lot of people imagine Texas being all these old buildings and those of us who live here wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots and riding, riding our horses. horses to work and all that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when you go out onto the square, you get a bit of that vibe as well, uh, just because, I mean, that's the nature of the beast. We are Texans, uh, but there's some history around that. So the square literally circles around the courthouse yeah. and the courthouse has Texas history behind it. Uh, and not just that, the buildings that surround the square are all uh, historical uh, landmarks. Mm -hmm. 
So along with that comes a little story uh, with each of the buildings. So there's landmarks throughout the square where people can go and read and learn about some of the history uh, of the square. In addition to that, during the summertime, every Friday we have uh, some sort of a going on down on the square. So you talk about entertainment. It's not uncommon for us to have uh, somebody playing and singing, uh, playing a guitar, singing out on the square, and people bring their coolers and their lawn chairs and uh, they buy food from some of the local establishments, and everybody just kicks out and has a beverage and enjoys the, the entertainment. Uh, when uh, After the summer months are over and it gets to kind of cool down a little bit, we get into October, uh, then we start doing what's known as First Friday. So that same thing will happen, but only on the First Friday. Then we have the lighting of the square during Thanksgiving. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. It, it truly is a beautiful sight to see. Uh, we have the Christmas lights throughout the entire square, and uh, we have this big... Uh, caroling uh, thing that goes on and now mind you this was before covid uh hopefully we'll get back to that by the end of this year uh, i think it'll be fantastic yeah absolutely well i'll tell you the lights on the square they're beautiful no matter what's going on i this past year that's where i actually proposed to my fiance so um it is an absolutely gorgeous place and i picked it for a good reason <laughs> yeah absolutely uh georgetown also has the red poppy square so red poppy, uh, there's a story behind that. Red poppy is a, a kind of a red flower, not quite a rose, uh, that was brought over from France, and they were planted out here, and the things just took off. So uh, every, usually in April, uh, we would have the red poppy festival. Mm -hmm. Well, that had been put, put off, of course, because of COVID, but the red poppy festival literally is they shut down the square uh, to vehicles, so it's only pedestrians. So we could go and walk around and had all these different venues set up. You know, people would bring in and set up a tent and showcase whatever art and craft that they have. Uh, you know, all kinds of different booths were set up throughout the entire square. And then one corner was blocked off with a stage so that during the evening time, we'll have various uh, 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 groups, uh, country, uh, rock, you know, some of the 60s, 70s type style music uh, entertaining us on the square. Uh, and then there was always a headliner. Uh, I mean, there's been a number of them, Roger Kreger and uh, Diamond Rio, and I don't remember, Trace, Tracy Lawrence, I think. Uh, so those are the kinds of headliners that they've had uh, in years past, and hopefully we get back to doing that again very soon. I know a lot of people here in Georgetown, we're, we're fed up with COVID. We're ready for COVID to go away. Oh, I don't think y'all are the only ones. <laughs> I don't think so. <clears throat> um, so... You know, let's kind of shift into uh, what what our listeners are really interested in hearing about, and that's going to be, you know, the the economy in Austin. Um, you know, what are the jobs that are out here like? Uh, what's the average household income? What are, you know, th those types of things. So let's let's start with um, the job sector. So obviously, that's one of the biggest things that's making people move here. Um, so, Deb, what what are the biggest jobs that are drawing people to this Austin area? Well, first and foremost is the tech industry. Everybody realized very quickly, and, and we've seen it in real estate, a lot of our clients are coming here from California. And, you know, every, we can have this political, data about, uh, political debate about why that's actually happening, but the bottom line is these companies are uh, relocating to Texas literally for tax benefits. Uh, they're not getting those benefits in, in California, and the weather here is so, I mean, it, let's put it this way. Your mom and I moved here from San Diego. And now I love San Diego. It's a gorgeous city. Uh, that harbor, fantastic. Love the harbor. But the weather patterns there are very similar to here with a little bit of a slight difference. You know, here during the summers, it does get a little bit extreme. Uh, but the weather 
generally speaking, is, is just like San Diego. We get a little bit more rain here normally than they do there. With, with all that said, a lot of these businesses are relocating here specifically for the tax benefits. So uh, there's there's that going on. And we've got, I mean, just in the last year, year and a half, we've had Apple move here. We've had Google. Uh, Google's been here for a while. Amazon, of course, all their warehousing and things like that. Uh, so we have a number of businesses that have moved here, and that's just a few of them. There are other smaller tech companies uh, that were startups at one point that nowadays are no longer considered what I would consider to be startups. They're doing quite well on their own. Uh, so they've relocated here. Uh, one of the biggest and most recent moves has been uh, Oracle. Uh, yeah. Oracle opened up uh, some of their uh, – they moved their company here as well. And then Tesla, of course, Tesla, and not only, and what people aren't really paying attention to is that not only are these companies moving here, but the companies that service these companies are also moving here. So we're seeing a tremendous amount of growth, predominantly in the tech industry, but that's not all. So you've got construction, construction like crazy. So we've got folks coming here literally to help build our infrastructure, whether it's roads and bridges or the, the running plumbing lines and water lines, or running electrical, or actually building homes and buildings. So we have all of that going, and there's a lot of that going on everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. I don't care where you go, it's there. Uh, on top of that, we also have this new Space Force that's uh, going to be, uh, they've, they've started a division here. I don't know if they're actually going to be headquartered here in Austin, but that is, is coming as well. Uh, and then, of course, Austin is the capital city. So with a capital city, what comes along with that? Government jobs. So we have a ton of those here as well. Yeah, and then something I completely forgot is the university as well. We've got UT oh, yeah. that provides yeah. a ton of jobs out there. So, um, I mean, you know, there, there's a multitude of reasons why people are moving to Austin. Job force and a strong economy is one of those big reasons. Um, so that kind of leads into the next thing. So according to austintexas.gov, the median household income in Austin is $97,600. So very strong compared, I mean, relative to other parts of the country, that, that is a pretty high number. So let's talk about that for a second, Dan. How's that impacting things? Well, that's impacted a number of things. Number one, I mean, when you have that kind of income, uh, typically anyway, families with that kind of income have a little bit more disposable income. So they can afford to buy the bicycles. They can afford to buy the kayaks. They can afford to have a little bit more free spending, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, to do these other things and entertain, which means, you know, now we're seeing people that aren't so attached to their jobs to make that kind of money. They're making that kind of money so they can live. Mm -hmm. And we, we see a lot of that happening now. Uh, but along with that, too, also comes the housing market. So, and that's, you know, what we do. So we understand that side of it much better than most. So uh, what that means is since we live here, and I mean, especially in the last six weeks, seven weeks, we have seen a dramatic incline in pricing on our homes. So we list a home for, and I'm just going to throw some examples out there. We list a home for 300000 because at the time we list it, that's what the numbers say we should do. The data says listed at three hundred, and then turn around and that house sells for 400 or four and a quarter, and everybody's sitting around scratching our heads like, what in the world? Why? So now the next worry is, okay, uh, what about the loan? Well, now we have to worry about appraisal and all that kind of thing. People are bringing money to the table. So th the buyers are actually bringing cash. So since they're bringing cash, they put money right back into their home. They're not worried about their payments or anything like that because they're putting so much down. They're not worried about appraisal. 
So what we're seeing is that over time, these, these home prices are literally going to go up. They are going up. And to me, it's an adjustment. So my opinion on this is that for many, many years, Texas has lagged behind true property values when averaged across the United States. So I think what we're doing now is we're playing catch up and we're seeing that dramatic rise like right now. But I do think it's going to not plateau, but it is going to stable off here in the next few months. And the reason I say that is I think two things are driving that. Number one, of course, is simple math. We've talked about this before. Supply and demand. We've got no supply. We've got a ton of demand. So everything that we're talking about here is bringing people here to buy homes. But we don't have any inventory. So without that, that increase in inventory, we're going to continue to see this kind of a market. The second thing are low interest rates. So until the Fed decides to raise the interest rates a little bit, we're going to continue to see a tremendous buyer pool. What I have seen decline is local moves. People are no longer uh, in the same mood as they were a year ago about selling and moving locally. They're, they're willing to hang on to what they have, do the remodeling on their current home, and just stay where they're at for the time being because there's no place for them to go right now. Yeah. So uh, with that, again, we go back to jobs where we have more construction going on for remodeling, landscaping, and things of that nature. So it just kind of feeds itself. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, I mean, we kind of touched on this, but housing affordability. So, um, you know... I think right now the average home price, and I'll have to double check this because I mean we talked about it on a on an episode prior. I think for the Austin metro area, it's around three hundred and eighty thousand was something. Something like that, yeah. Something like that, and then actual Austin proper, I think it was just over five hundred. Um, so let's talk about how that household, the median household income of ninety seven thousand six hundred, how does that translate to um, to housing affordability? How much can people afford when they're making this much money and is it enough to be able to stay in the Austin area? That's a great question. Um, I think 97.6, uh, if that's the number we're going to use, uh, that's, that's one way. I mean, you can get a, you can get a home for that, but you're not going to be in the Austin area for that kind of money. You're literally going to have to make more money than that to qualify for the loan. Unless of course you've got cash in the bank. Right. So, I mean, what I'm speaking is in generic terms here, not, not about anybody, not about anybody's specific situation. So each situation is different. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, for, for something like that, I mean, honestly, it depends. It depends. We are seeing prices go up. I mean, uh, and you know this as well. Absolutely. Uh, I myself am in the in the buyer pool of, uh, of Austin buyers. So right. I'm dealing with this myself currently. So, <laughs> so we all know that, uh, and I'm going to throw some generic stuff out there. Let's assume we have a buyer that has a maximum uh, price point of 350000 And if it's three fifty is their max price point, and we know that homes right now are selling 20% above list, then that means we need to be looking somewhere around the 280, 290, 300 range in order to pay three fifty for that house. Yeah. And then, of course, this scares buyers. They're like, oh, my God, you mean I'm going to pay that much more than what it's really worth? Well, not necessarily, because the market is changing and showing us what that house is really worth. So with that, we have to get our mindset uh, completed, changed. We got to change our mindset, yeah. so that you know today's home at two fifty is not two fifty anymore. It's three twenty. Yeah, and and I think something else to to kind of point out is that 
for buyers that are competing in this buyer pool, a home is worth whatever a buyer is willing to pay for it. And if you're wary of spending $50,000 over list price, make no mistake, somebody else will pay $50,000 over list price. So, you know, like I'm trying to remind myself of that right now as I go through the process myself, just because, you know, it is hard as a realtor to look at this number and be like, wow, you know, this house six months ago would have sold for 220,000, but today it's listed at 300 and it'll probably go for far more than that. Um, but at the end of the day, like he's mentioned already, is that these prices are eventually going to stabilize. And when they do, they're going to stabilize somewhere around the realm of where these homes actually sold for, not what they listed for. So, you know, when you talk about, okay, you're paying 350, well, that's all fine and good as long as the rest of the neighborhood continues on that same trend. And I think right now we're seeing that that trend is, is very much continuing. Yes, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. That's a very good assessment. <laughs> um, wow, man. I think, I think that covers pretty much everything. Is there any kind of closing thoughts that you have? Any additional things that we could have touched on but didn't? I can't believe that we overlooked UT. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey might be a little upset with us right he now. He might be. Well, hey, hey, Matthew, why don't you come and join us on the show one of these days and we can have your perspective on Austin. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I, I mean, folks, when you're looking to come to Austin, uh, by all means, again, uh, as we stated in the beginning, get with your coworkers, get with your friends, get with relatives, uh, and by all means, get with your realtor uh, and try to find out what lifestyle fits you. Uh, because what we're talking about now, we cover the whole gamut of things. Uh, so it just depends on the individual and, and things like that. And then finally, referrals, referrals, referrals. By all means, if you have any questions, reach out to us. If you needed anything at all, I don't care what it is, reach out to us. We will make sure that you get a top-notch referral. Uh, additionally and finally, and probably most importantly, we should have mentioned this in the beginning, if you're in the Austin area and you're listening to this and we didn't mention something that you think is important, call us. Reach out to us. Let us know. We will make sure that we get it on a future episode. I promise. Absolutely. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. We love having you guys with us. Um, you know, this this show has been a lot of fun to produce and a lot of fun to uh, put together. We've been putting a lot of work. I hope you've noticed the change in the sound quality. We're upgrading our equipment here and there. So, um, you know, we, we really strive to make this the best listening experience for you. So help us do that. As he mentioned, leave us reviews. Uh, give us a call. Let us know what you want to hear about on the next show. Um, and, and stay tuned and listen in, guys. We love being with you guys, and we'll see you all on next week's episode. We'll see you on Tuesday. See you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Chapel Real Estate Show. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. Find us on social media at Chapel Realty Group and online at chapelrealtygroup.com. Until next time.